Chapter 13 of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Book of the Foundations by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 13. As soon as I obtained the consent of these two fathers, it now seemed to me that nothing more was wanting. We arranged that Father John de la Cruz should go to the house, and prepare it in such a way that he might be able to enter it as he desired, for I made all haste to have a beginning, because I was greatly afraid some obstacle might come in the way, and so the business was done. Father Antonio had already collected a few things that were necessary, and we helped as well as we could, which was but little. He came to speak to me at Valladolid, and was full of joy, telling me what he had provided, which was but scanty, and how he had got together fine clocks, which made me laugh heartily. He told me that as he wished to keep the exact hours, he did not wish to go unprovided. I think they had, as yet, no place to sleep in. There was little delay in fitting up the house, for though they wished to make several alterations, they had no money. After this, Father Antonio renounced his priorship with great willingness, and took the vows of the first rule. And though I told him to try it at first, yet he would not, but went to his little house with the greatest content in the world. Father John was already there. Father Antonio told me that when he saw the little place, it gave him very great interior joy, and he seemed to have given up the world altogether, and entirely to have abandoned it on entering that solitude. Neither to one or the other did the house appear inconvenient, but rather they imagined that they lived amidst great delights. Oh my God, how little do such buildings and exterior delights contribute to interior joy! For the love of God, I beseech you, my sisters, and you, my fathers, that you always show yourselves very moderate with respect to large and sumptuous houses. Let us place before us our true founders, I mean, those holy fathers from whom we have descended. For we know that, by the path of poverty and humility, they arrived at the enjoyment of God. I have indeed noticed that there is more of the spirit, and even more interior joy, when our body suffers some inconveniences, than when we live in large houses, however grand they may be. What good are they to us? It is only a cell that we continually use, and, however large and well-built it may be, what is it to us? We are not to look at the walls, but to consider that this house will not last forever, but only for the short time of our life, however long that may be. Everything will become sweet to us, when we consider that the less we have here, the more we shall enjoy hereafter in that eternity, where there are mansions proportionable to the love with which we shall have imitated the life of our good Jesus. If we say that these are beginnings, for the renewal of the rules of the Virgin, his mother, and our lady and patroness, let us not offer either to her, or to our holy fathers and predecessors, so great an insult as not to conform ourselves to them. And although, on account of our weakness, we cannot do this in every respect, yet in things which in no ways tend to sustain life, we should proceed with great care, since all is but a small savory affliction, 
as these two fathers found it and by resolving within ourselves to suffer the difficulty is over for all the pain is only felt a little in the beginning on the first or second sunday of advent i do not remember which in the year fifteen sixty eight the first mass was said in that little portal of bethlehem for no better did it appear to me the following lent as i was going to the foundation of toledo i passed by it and came there one morning while father antonio de jesus was sweeping the door of the church with a cheerful countenance such as he always has i said to him what is this father what has become of your dignity he replied in these words intimating the great joy he felt i consider that time badly spent when i enjoyed honor when i went into the church i was astonished to see the spirit our lord had produced there and not only myself but two merchants also friends of mine who had come with me from medina did nothing but weep so many crosses and skulls were there never shall i forget one little wooden cross which was placed over the holy water stoop to which was fastened a paper crucifix and which produced more devotion than if it had been a crucifix very elaborately carved the garret formed the choir which was high towards the middle so that they could recite the hours but to enter it they were obliged to stoop very low in order to hear mass they made two little hermitages on either side of the church where they could not remain except either by sitting or reclining and filled the inside with hay because the place was very cold their heads almost touched the roof towards the altar were two little windows and two stones served for pillows here also there were crosses and skulls i understood that after matins were over they returned not to sleep but continued in prayer which they had in a high degree and it happened many times that when they went to prime their habits were covered with snow and they perceived it not they recited the hours with another father of the relaxed rule who came to live with them though he did not change his habit being of a weak constitution another religious young man lived with them also not in holy orders they went about preaching in many neighboring places where the people were without any learning so that in this respect i was glad a house had been erected there for i was told there was no monastery near where they could get instructions etc which was a great pity in a short time they gained so great a reputation that when i heard of it it gave me the greatest consolation they went to preach six or eight miles off barefoot for they wore no sandals then though afterwards they were commanded to wear them in the midst of the snow and cold and when they had finished preaching and confessing they returned very late to their meal but with such joy that all their suffering seemed but little to them as for food they had sufficient for the people in all the neighboring villages provided them with more than they wanted and some neighboring gentlemen who came to their church to confession offered them better houses and better situations among them was one don luis lord of five villas this gentleman had built a church for an image of our lady worthy indeed of veneration his father had sent it from flanders to his grandmother or mother i forget which in the care of a merchant who became so fond of it that he kept it by him for many years but afterwards on his deathbed he commanded it to be restored to the rightful owner it is a large picture and in my whole life i have never seen a better and others say the same 
Father Antonio de Jesus, having gone there at the gentleman's request, was so taken with the picture when he saw it, and very justly so, that he consented to found a monastery there. The place is called Mansera, though it had no well water, nor was there any likelihood of any being obtained there. This gentleman built a small house for them, suitable to their profession, and gave them furniture and many other things. I will not omit mentioning how our Lord gave them water, for it was considered miraculous. Father Antonio being one day, after supper, in the cloister with his religious, he was then prior, while they were talking of their great want of water, the prior rose up, and taking a staff which he was accustomed to carry in his hand, he made with it in a certain part, the sign of the cross, as far as I remember, for I am not certain whether he made the sign of the cross. However, he marked out the place with the staff, and said, Now, dig here. They did so, and had not gone very deep, before such a copious stream came forth, that, when they wish to clean the well, it is difficult to drain it, and the water is very good to drink, so that they use it for almost everything. And, as I have said, it never fails. Afterwards they enclosed a garden, and tried to obtain water there, by using what is called a noria. Yet hitherto, though they went to great expense, they have found but very little. When I saw this little house, which a short time before could not be inhabited, endued with such a spirit, that wherever I turned, I found something to edify me, and when I understood their manner of living, their mortification and prayer, and the good example they gave, for a gentleman and his wife whom I knew, and who lived near them, came to see me, and related to me their sanctity, and the great good they did among the people. I could not satisfy myself in giving thanks to our Lord with an excessive interior joy, for I thought I already saw a foundation laid for the great increase of our order, and the service of our Lord. May his divine majesty please to carry it on, as he does now, for then my thoughts will come true. The merchants who came along with me told me, that they would not for all the world have neglected going there. What power is there in virtue? For they were more pleased with that poverty than with all the riches they possessed, and their minds were thereby much consoled. After those fathers and myself had spoken about certain matters, I, as a weak and sinful creature, earnestly requested them not to exercise themselves in mortifications with such rigor, for they were very great, and since it had cost me so much in desiring and praying our Lord to give me some persons to commence this work, which already had begun so well, I was afraid the devil would seek out some means to bring them to their grave, before that was effected which I had hoped for. And being so imperfect, and having such little faith, I did not consider it was the work of God, and that his divine majesty would carry it on. But having those virtues which I wanted, they took little notice of my words for omitting their exercises. And so, I departed with much abundant consolation, though I did not give to God all the praises he deserved for so great a favor. May our Lord, in his goodness, grant that I may be worthy to serve him in something corresponding with all that I owe him. Amen. For I clearly understood that this was a much greater favor than that which he bestowed on me in founding the houses of nuns. End of chapter 13